Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, You Will Know Them by Their Fruits. All the way through the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5-7, through 7, Christ is contrasting the hypocritical, outward, legalistic righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees with that of authentic kingdom righteousness, which is the fruit of a repentant heart, which is demonstrated in the life. Compare Matthew 5.20. As Christ comes to the end of the sermon, he presents four warning, four warnings regarding one, two ways, 7.13 and 14, two trees, 7.15 through 20, three, two professions, verses 21 through 23, and four, two builders, verses 24 through 27. Building on the illustration in Matthew 7, 13 through 14 of two gates, two ways, and two destinies, we now come to Christ's second warning slash challenge in Matthew 7, 15 through 20 regarding two different kind of fruit trees. Jesus says, <clears throat> Matthew 7, 15, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. These people intentionally come to deceive. They come dressed up to deceive. They are pretenders. They pretend to be sheep, which is to say God's people. They claim to be followers of Christ. They know the Christian culture. They know the language. They know how to play the part well. And it looks good. They initially look credible on the surface. But here is the problem. While having on sheep's clothing outward appearance. Inwardly, they are ravenous wolves by nature. They are destructive. They come to destroy. Matthew 7, 16 continues, <clears throat> You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? We leave final judgment to God as God alone is the final judge. But we are to be fruit inspectors. Christ said we will know false prophets by their fruits. This is how we know them. Fruits are not merely what one says or what one does in isolation, but rather the whole big picture of what one says and does as an ongoing lifestyle pattern. Fruit is what a tree produces. Metaphorically, it represents what comes out in the life. Does the life bring forth Christ-centered fruit, or does it reveal self-centered fruit? Who or what is the person really living for? The thing about fruit is that you can't tell overnight what kind of fruit is going to be brought forth. It takes time for a tree to produce fruit. This is clearly known over time. When someone wants to be a teacher, give it some time. Go slow. Watch for what kind of fruit is brought forth. As you study the New Testament, there are really three areas of fruit inspection that are to be applied. We are to be concerned with a person's character, their creed, and their conduct. These three should align with kingdom values in a consistent manner. Not perfectly, but consistently. Of course, there is overlap between character, creed, and conduct. They go together. But Christ's point is what one really is by nature will come out in the life. 
It will show in the fruit of their life, be it in character, creed, or conduct, or some combination of the three. Christ asked the rhetorical question, Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? The answer is, of course not. Christ continues, Matthew 7, verses 17 and 18, Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. The nature of the tree is seen in its fruit. Good trees bear good fruit, while bad trees invariably bear bad fruit. Pretty simple, isn't it? In other words, true Christians bear Christian fruit, while non-Christians may play the game for a while, but eventually it comes out in their bad fruit, showing that they're not real Christians at all. Their real nature comes out. The Pharisees knew a lot about God's Word. They were skilled in the finer points, but their life was not really about God. Instead of God-likeness, self centered legalism defined them. Instead of caring about people, they were judgmental, self-righteous, hypocritical, and harsh. They did not know God, and it showed. It showed in the fruit of their life. If a person's profession of faith has not changed their life in a Christ-oriented way, then in truth they are not a Christian. The fruit tells. No one is saved by good works. But every true believer is saved for good works, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Faith is the root. Good works are the fruit. And where the root is good, so will be the fruit. Matthew seven nineteen, Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Bearing no good fruit is a picture of the unregenerate life. Where there is no good fruit, the tree is cut down and thrown into the fire. In context, it would seem that this refers ultimately to hellfire. In Matthew 3.10, John the Baptist used the same language in warning the Pharisees and the Sadducees concerning the need for true repentance. Jesus, in the next few verses, goes on to speak of mere professors to whom he will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Compare Matthew 7.21-23. And finally, Christ says, Matthew 7, 20, Therefore, therefore, in conclusion to all of this, therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Here's the principle. Satan is a master deceiver. It's what he does best. And he is constantly trying to infiltrate the followers of Christ with false prophets and false teachers who can inflict damage as they seek to carry out their self-agenda. Christ's point here is that if we are faithful to beware and apply diligent and careful discernment, we will normally be able to discern those who are ravenous wolves by their fruits. That's the principle. After someone had shared a convincing apologetical message in an academic setting, someone quietly said, very, very powerful. But I wonder how he lives in his private life. If ever there was a time we need to beware of false prophets, it is now. There is what we call orthodoxy, right doctrine, and there is orthopraxy, right practice. A life of good fruits involves both. Jesus said, by their fruits you will know them. Sooner or later, by their fruits everyone is known. God help us to be wise fruit inspectors, 
not hypocritical judges, but discerning fruit inspectors who are concerned for the spiritual welfare of all involved. Yes, final judgment is God's prerogative alone, but we are called to be discerning fruit inspectors. May God help us to that end. Lord, we thank you that you are the final judge. But uh, Lord, uh, as we walk through this life, we need to be wise. We need to be discerning. There are ravenous wolves, as it were, metaphorically speaking, who uh, seek uh, a self-agenda. Really, the devil is behind them. And it's, uh, it's really dangerous for the body of Christ. We need to be wise. We need to be discerning. And you have made it very clear. We know people by their fruits. We know false teachers, false prophets, those that are not teaching right. Uh, we know by the fruit uh, that comes out in their life. So God, help us to be wise, discerning fruit inspectors as we continue on serving you. I pray in Christ's name. Amen.